Hey, this is Carleone. And this is Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. And this is our newest episode. What do you mean? Oh, look at this. Bro, we're trying to podcast. He's drawing a guitar on him. Oh, my God. How is this dude still asleep? That's what I want to know. After a whole drawing? (laughs) No. That's fake. Yeah, that's fake. (laughs) Oh, that's dirty. They're going to, he's scratching his belly like he's playing the guitar. That's a cold world. Uh, yeah, this is why I hated going to sleep over at friends' house. Oh, For real, gosh. it was awful. Let's get into it, man. All right, let's go. Logan, put your phone down. Um, I gotta, I gotta get pull up. What's up, everybody? This is Carl and Logan, and you're listening to the Manifest. We're back at it again. This is episode 25. We are in season two. Um, today we have a special guest with us. Look, this is this has been our what our third or fourth attempt guest. Get no guest in a row. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on a hot streak, man. What can we, we say? We're on a hot streak. What can we say? We just... Uh, Let's be honest. They pay good. Hey, huh? that's facts. I don't know about all that. Um, But yeah, we're... <laughs> the, the the guest we have today is Dallas Walker. Walker uh, but, be- but before we get into... Before we get into Dallas, mm-hmm. how was your week, bro? My week was solid. Well, it's, our, it's mm. <laughs> no. Uh, How, how's your big? How's your week been so far? No, my week's oh, been good. And how was the weekend? Last too? last week and the weekend, everything was good, man. We, uh, I, I'm kind of getting settled into my new job. I actually worked with Dallas ish. We work at the same company, but we don't work together necessarily. Basically, we just talk on the phone a lot. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, we call each other. Make sure you speak right to your mic, brother. I hum- you humbly apologize. Well, you, <laughs> it is okay. So what, so what were you saying? But uh, yeah, dude, uh, just kind of getting settled into a new job. Um, went out to Bakersfield on Saturday. That was fun. Spent some time. Uh, Carl actually came with me. That was fun. Um, yeah, it was a long day. Oh, it was Sunday. a long weekend. I wasn't yeah. invited. Sunday was our first official service. Dang, yeah, you were. Why are you going to do my guy yeah, like were. that? Most definitely were. Don't come back to me. Go back to your service. Yeah. Dang. Come on. Just move on. We had our first, our very first official service in our new building. Oh, it was dope. It was lit. It was dope. It was so so cool. cool. It was so, 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 so exciting. It was, it was groundbreaking. We were just, man, it was, it was very, very cool. Um, Excited to finally be in the building. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, just to have service there, you know, after so much planning and, it's been we we've been trying to get out of our old building for what a year plus. Oh maybe? yeah, oh yeah. It's been years, years yeah. that they've and been trying so, to get out of there. Yeah, so. where the the journey has finally come to uh, the the great part where we get mm-hmm. to really enjoy it. Yeah, for um, sure. And so we're gonna be having our, our our inaugural service, like our you know like our our legitimate first service that everyone's invited to um, at a later date, right? That's know. what they were. I think that's what they were saying. It's not going to be um, this upcoming Sunday, but it's going to be in the future soon, um, where it's not going to be a big celebration and all that stuff. So. Cool. That sounds fun. I didn't know about that. So Yeah. That news to me. How was your week, bro? My week was pretty good. Um, lab, work, you know, mix. I mean, mixing all that up and doing all that all week. Um, you know, same old thing. Like I was saying last week, I think, well, last podcast, 
been doing a lot of uh, interesting and cool stuff in the in the lab. Um, coding and well, you saw some of the stuff I was doing. Oh yeah, that was kind of crazy. I was like, wow. Crea- yeah, creating um, <clears throat> scripts for uh, the lab programs that we that we run and that we do. So it's been cool. A lot of work for sure. But yeah, mm-hmm. and my week my week was good, and then you know the weekend was good. I was with you like almost every what well, every day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, every, every day. day. Uh, but that's what's new. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nothing. Um, but let's get into our our guest. Why don't you tell us a little about who you are? Mm-hmm. So, my name is Dallas Walker. Um, I am. Uh, I'm a guy. That happens. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> I was a little worried up until this point. Honestly, I am a man. No, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, I'm. I don't actually know how to answer that question in full because I don't know who I am yet. Uh-huh. Just, okay, I'll, I'll like be that. very straight with you because like you know. Everyone goes through periods and seasons of their life where God is working on them and changing them. And I'm right smack dab in the middle of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to answer that, just this is who I am. I can't answer that. But I can tell you uh, the generality. So uh, I moved here about five years ago, Southern California, to all those other people out what, there. What, what year was that? Uh, I moved here in November of 2014. Bro. I moved here in July of 2014. That's crazy. And they're both from from uh from the Midwest. The Midwest. Midwest. Crazy. Crazy. But the armpit of America. <laughs> but, we, yeah. but we love you. Hey, we, we love, love you. everyone there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um shout out. Uh, <laughs> but um shout out armpit. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I moved here about 5 years ago. Um, to my brother's church, Pastor Douglas Walker in Yukaipa. And um, I've been, you know, on a journey ever since. You know, you, you move to a different place, a different atmosphere, a different environment, and it forces your hand to grow. It forces your hand to change. And a lot of times, especially in people such as myself who's stubborn as a mule, um, mm-hmm. Logan, you cannot amen that loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, going through that transition, because I am as stubborn as I am, I'm a very just open and honest person. I'm going to call it the way it is. I'm stubborn. So a lot of that transition was hard for me, mostly because I didn't want to change, didn't see where I needed to change, and wouldn't allow people to help me in the way that I needed help. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and God will take you through that journey of, all right, if you're going to be dumb, wear a helmet, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. But in the end, he's going to make you a better man. He's going to make you who he wants you to be. Now, again, you have to be, you know, of course, willing to let him change you, willing to let him work on you. And uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about myself, uh, my background, my story. Um Without getting too much into it, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I've known Dallas for how many? Years? I've been. I've known you since a year after you moved here. Yep. I think. Yep. Because that was when that was when uh, our good old boy Nate Dog got you the job with yeah. my dad's company. Because we yeah. started it in 2015. He got you the job. 
with mm-hmm. them and and that's when i met you and i was like this dude's kind of crazy oh yeah 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 kind of wild huh yeah still crazy but we well, still well here's here's the thing is i was coming from ohio and i had a lot of redneck in me oh still do but well, it's it's <laughs> look man the redneck the my, redneck don't leave you though that's all right no it doesn't no it doesn't no but it's not a bad thing. No, it's not at all. <laughs> Look, I've taken my Nissan Versa. Please, Dad, if you're listening to this, uh, pause this podcast now. Um, <laughs> I took my Nissan Versa off-roading, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dang. I was there when you did it one time. Remember when we yeah. were in the car? That oh, was yeah. fun. I took it. Uh, okay. I promise everyone listening, this will get spiritual eventually. But hold on. This is funny. Hold <laughs> 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 on. That's um, hilarious. So... A buddy of mine who went to our church had a Jeep Wrangler. It was like a 2001 Jeep Wrangler rear-wheel drive. And, you know, he's he's getting into off-roading and stuff, and he knew that I'm from Ohio, so I must know everything off-roading. Um, so <laughs> he calls me. He's like, bro, let's go. So I went out with him, and this guy got his Jeep Wrangler high-centered. He took the wrong path, and there was a little dip. Well, he hits it wrong and stuck so we jack up the back of his truck we're trying to put boulders under it to get him you know traction nothing's working so i was like all right i'll be back i walked seemingly a fortnight um (laughs) to go get my car i I drove it back in there hooked my car up to his jeep and yanked his jeep off being high centered nissan versa y'all that's wild it's not about the car it's about what you know <laughs> Dang, it's really not. And this dude, this dude drives around in his Nissan Versa, unlike some some Formula One racing slick tires. Look, like that's, those suckers, man. I've been bald for years. Hey, while I'm underneath this bus that you just threw me under, you want me to change the oil? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, yeah, yeah actually. Okay, yeah, because cool. your car needs it. Oh. All right. <laughs> man, it does though. My cool. car needs new tires too. Oh God! All right, folks, let's get into this. Yeah. So, um, Logan was sort of like telling me, um, that, and I, I've experienced myself uh, within just a couple of conversations with you. Feel like you, um, have a really interesting perspective on a lot of things, and actually, I feel like, I, I mean, I feel like I relate to. I was just telling Logan this. I had. I had not met anyone from the Midwest uh, since moving here, mm-hmm. since meeting you. And I was just saying, like, we, we really have a lot of the same point of view on a lot of things. And so I think, you know, um, most people who listen to us are probably from California. Mm-hmm. And so I think what is interesting about our podcast is bringing those perspectives of, of the regions um, and and how they interact, like how we see things, how we approach things. And so I thought it would, be, it would be cool if we could have another Midwest boy on here. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. You know, telling us how it is and, and, and what you feel like. So I guess, um, and, and you guys were talking, I guess, um, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. about the topic of unity. Yeah. And so um, that's, I guess, um, what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. And so when talking about unity, what, to you, what does unity mean? Um, I mean, uh, you, you have your, 
your obvious answers where a group of individuals come together in with one goal in mind. Um, and there's, you know, if you want good preaching on that, then by all means, there's millions of messages out there on, you know, what to do with unity. But I try to approach everything from a standpoint of, of this is, this is how human nature kind of deals with it. Um, everyone loves the idea of unity. Everyone loves the idea of going and helping each other out. But I've found in my own life that, and this is a very unfortunate reality, and it's something I, I by no stretch of the imagination, am I an aficionado on this. Mm-hmm. This is something that I need to work on. So for all those listening out there, don't think that they're calling me in here because I am the brainiac and and the anointed one on this topic. I'm not, I'm a guy who genuinely needs to work on it. Um, as, as we all do. Yeah. Yeah. But so one of the things about unity, um, that you have to look at is where do people fall off? Because the idea of unity will always be prevalent in most people's minds. No one has a real issue with unity. Mm-hmm. If, if you were to take a poll within the apostolic ranks um, and ask, do you believe in unity? 100% of the individuals out there in that poll is going to say, absolutely, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's something that we fight and deal with. And you have to ask yourself why. Well, it's not because there's a lack of preaching on it. it there's, there's a part of humanity that is struggling with this idea. So for me, there's been, I've been on both sides of the fence to where I've needed to be unified and trying to unify. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So let's, let's break it down to the point of trying to be unified. A lot of times, you know, in the beginning of anything, it's easy. As, as both of you guys know, when you start out into anything, it's like, all right, man, I'm motivated. We're oh, going to yeah. get our youth group together. We're going we're gonna to yeah. go out. And then all of a sudden, over a period of time, it, it starts to dwindle. Things don't work the way they used to work. It, mm-hmm. And the, the reason a lot of times, I think, my personal opinion, um, that that is, is because you have conflicts in between people that are unresolved. Mm-hmm. So... In, in, in not even conflicts, but let's just we'll take this example. Let's say a, a man makes a mistake. Obviously, everyone's going to rush to that man's aid, right? Because we're unified. We're a group. Yeah. The part that I don't see anyone talking about and the part that I've struggled with myself is as being that guy who's being reached out to in my life is unity has to be a two-way street. Mm-hmm. If both of you come to me because I, I'm I'm in need of your help and I smack your hand away, then you both are going to sit there and go, no, don't do that. Come on, come with us. Well, if I keep doing that enough, you're going to be like, all right, man, what else are we going to do here? Mm-hmm. 
Unity in, in the scripture that backs up that that ideology and theory is in Galatians 6. So it starts off in verse 1, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And everyone's like, yes, that's awesome. Okay. Right. Verse 5, for every man shall bear his own burden. Okay, Let, let's, let's think about that in the, in the context of unity. Okay, if I'm the guy who needs help and you're coming to bear my burden, that's fine. That's, that's amazing. You're doing the work of God and the will of God at that point. Uh-huh. I also have to bear my own burden, meaning that I have to look at both of you and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. Let, help me. It's a lot of times, so human nature is, is a very fickle thing to begin with. You have mixed into that whole concoction, you have pride, you have a sense of, don't tell me, well, I guess I'd still be pride, but don't hmm. tell me, you know, what I, how I'm wrong. Yeah. D- just, just get away. I'll figure it out on my own. And, and that's where the scripture says, how can the hand say to the foot, I have no need of you. Right. Um, and then, you know, you, you have your, the, the generality of unity, which is an overall goal and objective in mind. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got thinking about that. Um, I mean, you take guys that are in the military, man. Um, not one, you talk to most men in the military, they fight for honor, country and flag and all that stuff. But when you ask when they're in the middle of a firefight, who are they fighting for? At that point, the mission isn't as important as the guy next to him. The overall idea behind the, behind the goal and the mission is not important. You're fighting for the brother next to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, in my own life, I've looked at people and like, look, I'm trying to strive for you know, this goal over here and you're either with me or you're not with me. I'll try and drag you along as much as possible. But in reality, unity is people going, no, you're not going to stay back there. You're going to come up here with me and we're going to fight this thing. And I talk about fighting, but honestly, going out and reaching your world, it doesn't matter. The application of, of that idea doesn't change or it, it, it can be changed. Sorry. However you like. Right. Yeah. I get you. Uh-huh. Um, what, what, what are your guys' thoughts on it? I mean, I, I, I totally agree. Back to your first point about uh, unity being this, this two way street. I think that's so important. It's like you, you make an effort um, to help someone and they don't want your help then at that point, what can you do? It's like, that's what you're thinking. But I think one of the most important things is, is to be consistent. Because mm-hmm. eventually, <clears throat> once they start to see that you're not just going to go away mm-hmm. and that you're not just going to be like everybody else in their life where yeah. um, they put up those walls, they put up those walls to stop you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you keep coming at it, knocking it you know, piece by piece, then walls will eventually fall down. Yeah. But I think that a lot of times people get get weary in their well-doing oh, yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. and 
And it, I'm not going to sit and act like it's, it's the easiest thing in the world to keep getting rejected by someone. Not even really rejected, but to their refusal of your, of your help. Mm-hmm. It does sort of hurt you, but then that's a, then that becomes a pride thing in you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And so, because you got to realize it doesn't matter, you know, how it's making you feel because that's not what it's about. You're doing this because it's it's what what you should do, right? And it's, and it's, it's because, you know, just like you said in that scripture, we're supposed to re- bring everybody back up and restore each other. If someone falls down, but if there's no one around to do that, you know what I mean? It's it, it's it's a situation where it's like it is a it is a two way street, um, and then the both parties need to be aware that um, that this this is what's going on is that we're trying to be unified. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy for both sides of, of that unification process um, to get tired of it, to not want to do it, to not want to not want to be a part of it. Right. Um, especially if people aren't on the same page. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know if we bring this to the application of churches, that does happen because there's so many people. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's trying to do their own thing. I mean, and you think about it, it's like technically everyone's goal is the same thing right mm-hmm. but when everyone's going about it a, a different way and they're not you know approaching it in a similar aspect you get clashing almost like i mean i don't want to speak too specifically but let's say you're moved into a new building mm-hmm. you know what i mean and there are things mm-hmm. to be done and you i mean well, you're you're moving into a new building right now too right your church we're, we're building a new building yes we're that's right one. yeah and so it's like the goal is the same, right? Everyone wants to get the, the church building done and, and get it. But then you start to butt heads because there's different approaches and things like that. But I feel like if everyone remembers that we are trying to get to the same goal, um, there's no, you, you can't, you can't get hurt feelings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you yeah. can't get hurt pride because that, that would definitely destroy what you're trying to build. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Taking things personally. I know a conversation that we had a few weeks ago on my birthday, you know, about, how someone how how someone says something to you you know what i'm saying how does that make you feel you know what i'm saying and does that discourage you does that you know keep you from doing your part now Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so these are the things that would try to destroy or detract from unity and i think the most important thing is like i said to be consistent Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying is to keep trying to go after that well the other the other thought on on this is i mean Think about this in the sense of, you know, this scriptural context of shield of your shield of faith. Okay. A shield was not the lightest thing in the world. Right. Yeah, Um, yeah. definitely. But let's, let's be frankly honest here, folks. If you go back and look in in history, they were made of wood. They're made of, you know, of course the, the smaller ones are made out of hide and stuff like that. But there were some that had steel on it that were, you go look back at like some of the Roman shields, bro. Heavy. They are nothing <laughs> to mess with. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, to be frankly honest with you, I can't remember if it was the Athenians or the Romans, but one of the two developed something called a shield wall. That was a, that was a Spartans from, um, you know, the, you, did you ever see the movie 300? No, I did not. Did you ever see the movie 300? No. I, I, I've, I've read it in, the, like a, in a historical context. Yeah. That's, that, I, apparently that is the group that... So, 
in that, his in, right well, the, that, the e- that either came up with it mm-hmm. or they utilized it yeah. you know most famously yeah 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 so the shield wall has been portrayed in movies throughout time it, it it's a it's a phenomenon really um but the idea was is that all the men would put their shields together and if i take my shield and i link it up with yours and i link it up with yours now all of a sudden not my shield isn't as heavy because our link ours is linked together. We're sharing that weight, that load. Exactly. It doesn't mean that I'm not carrying mine. It just means that my burden's a little bit lighter. And when you, if I take my shield of faith and I link it up with Logan's on Logan's day, where he is absolutely just out of his mind, tired of holding up faith. He's tired of holding up letting scripture be the thing that, that that is the most dominant thing in his life. And, and and dude, I'm just tired. Well, he doesn't have to, that that's why me and him are going to be as close as we are because my shield of faith locked in with his is going to help him get past that moment. Mm -hmm. Because if you read the scripture in context, the scripture says that it's to quench the fiery darts of hell. That's what the intent of that shield is doing. But if I take my shield and I isolate myself in a corner, then guess what? My back's open. Yeah. Mm. Guess what? I I have no help because I've isolated myself. Granted, I have a shield to where I can block things off. But I'm telling you, when you get hit, uh, this is just a a personal, small sliver look into my life. But I've been hit seemingly. Granted, by my own choices and mistakes that I've made, but I've been hit on every single side, it seems like, at the exact same time. Yeah. yeah. And if it wasn't for the men in my life that sat there and go, dude, you can make it through this. God's going to help you. You're going to fight through this. We're going to, if it wasn't for a, a, a man who, I'm, I'm not joking when I say this, y'all. The man met me at 730 in the morning, every single morning for a period of time to pray with me. To get me jump-started back into a prayer life. Uh-huh. That man is, has so much respect in my mind's eye. Because he didn't sit there and go, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. He did not sit there and say, you know what? You can fight that one on your own. I know you're struggling. I know you're weak. I, all of that. You just need to go pray. He didn't say that. He came up and asked me, when we meet in the church and pray Dude, I felt that guy's shield lock in with me. That guy, I, shout out to him, man. That he's, he's one of the best men that I know. But he sat there and he literally took his shield and said, Dude, I've been in the situation that you're, you've been in. I've, I've walked that path. Let me help you. And his faith for my situation was so high that I sat there and looked at it and said, You know what? There is a way out of this. I, I can do this. And if it wasn't for my brothers who walked in and stepped in and put their shields, bro, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for unity. Uh-huh. Because I was the guy who for the longest time, I, I was the hand looking at the foot saying, I don't need you. Bounce. <laughs> Get going. Yeah. yeah. I don't want your opinions. I don't want, I don't want you to tell me how you think and what you think. <laughs> I got it all figured out. <laughs> I am the cat's Meow. <laughs> we just heard yeah, that tonight. That we just heard that tonight. That was hilarious. But that was hilarious. That's so I was that guy. Yeah. 
But if it wasn't for, for certain situations in my life, I finally learned, okay. Yeah. It, and if anyone out there listening is going through something to where it's like, man, you know, like, I don't think that I can just, just go out and do this. Go get you four people in your life. Go handpick them. Tomorrow, whenever you listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. go pick them. Explain your situation. Explain what you need them to do. Be upfront with them. One of the things that I faced in my life when it came to unity is being man enough to look at another individual and say, I need help. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Not, and not just men. No, but it, but women too, right? Yeah. And I don't mean that. No, no, I know. No, no, no. But that's that's the first thought that came to my mind is, you know, women are most of the oh, times are seen as more. You know, they they ask for they help they ask for help easier than men do. But mm-hmm. even if that is true, there's a large portion of women who have that amount that same amount of pride as maybe Absolutely. a man does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and but for real, go tomorrow and get you somebody and just be like, look, I don't need and. Granted, those men that in my that that are in my life do not rule my life. As far as like, you know, <laughs> calling me, going, "All right, dude, what is your hourly schedule like for today?" You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, I made it up in my own mind. I'm calling in and I'm going to check in with them. Mm-hmm. I'm accountable to these men. And granted, I slack off. Probably a bit too much, to be frankly honest with you. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I, well, one of my brothers is actually in the Philippines right now um, doing music for the, the Peak PI out there. But, um, like, I have three other men that are here in town that I try and call at least once a day. If not once a day, it, I'm going to hit them up sometime in the week and just be like, hey, this is where I'm at. Yeah. This is how, and, all bets off the table. Pride's not an issue at this point. Yeah. Because at, at this point, you have to realize when you're going through something is when you need people the most. We hide so much in the middle, right dead smack in the middle where we need people the most is when our pride takes over and says, you don't need anybody. You're doing yeah. fine. Uh, like how, how many times have you guys walked into church uh, or, or to be honest with you, how many times have you guys started this podcast and, and Hey, how was your week? Man, it was awesome. Oh yeah. In, in reality, you, you faced hell that week. Mm-hmm. The issue yeah. is, is within unity. How do I know that you need help if you don't open your mouth and say something? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's people out there that are crying out for help, mm-hmm. except they're doing it with no words. Mm. Isolation is the biggest cry for help that I need people that has ever been in existence of humanity. Mm. Because when an individual is at a point to where he's or they are okay with walking up to someone like, man, I really need your help. I really need prayer right now. At that point, he's already, they've already, I'm sorry, I say he because I'm referring to myself in my mind for all those people that 
are wondering what's going on in my head when I say that. <laughs> um, but they've already fought through the idea and reason with themselves enough to look at another human being and say, I need help. Hmm. They've already went through that process in their mind. The isolation point is the point where they need you the most and say the least. But how many times when somebody isolates themselves, like, man, that's awful. They'll come around. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think it's so important that if you do notice someone coming to events less and less, if you do notice someone not showing up to church or, or whatever it is, like, for me, it's just, like I said earlier about consistency, it's also about letting people know that you that you're that you that you notice things uh-huh. and it ain't about like oh bro like what what's going on? like what are you doing like why not like not a, not in a judging sense but it's like mm-hmm. i want i want sense. i want them to know that i notice you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah and i want them to know that i care and so sending that text and uh-huh. just saying hey bro miss you or hey bro just checking on you yeah just something like that will uh-huh. let people know that Someone does notice and yeah. someone does care. Oh, absolutely. And then that yeah. gives them an opportunity because not everyone has the courage to just go out and say, you know, hey, man, I need some help. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that, but you, if you make that first step and you open the door by mm-hmm. saying, hey, bro, thinking about you, then you'd be like, okay, now I can open up. That gives me an opportunity yeah. to say something. You know what I mean? And I'll be, and this isn't, this isn't too say anything negative about what you said, but I'm a, I'll say something that goes along with it. Um, I've been at that point where people have reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about you today. And my only reply was, thank you. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I need all the prayer I can get. Right. Yeah. But I still sat there and I was still in that mindset of just, just don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and a lot of it is, you know, you paint that mask on so much, man, of I'm doing fine, I'm doing I'm fine, I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. And eventually it turns to where, you know, if I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm talking to you guys, I'm doing fine. The more I move and turn and all of a sudden I'm in a prayer room with God and I look at God and I say the exact same thing. I'm doing fine. Yeah. Stop sending your people. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I feel like for for me personally, my my personal experience like with isolating myself too, it's it's a thing where I'm sometimes I'm like, yeah, like I'm fine, like I'm good, I'm doing okay, like I'm I'm all right. But behind the scenes too, I'm also like, you know, I can handle this, like this is something I need to handle on my own. Or mm-hmm. this is something I need to do by myself. Yeah. And it's not. There's plenty of people out there in the world that even like something that something that Dallas has taught me, literally taught me, is that sometimes even if you just talk to somebody, sometimes you just need somebody to listen. You don't yeah, need them yeah. to give you advice back. You don't need them to give you feedback. You don't need them to preach a word into your life in that moment. Sometimes you just need somebody to listen. And it's your responsibility as that person that's being talked to, to listen. Above all else, above inserting your opinion, above inserting anything, any advice or anything that you have to say, you need to listen first and speak next. Speak later. 
yeah. need to listen and hear them out, hear what they have to say, hear what's going on in their mind. I can't even tell you how many times I've had before friends of mine that have come to me that we have literally built friendships and relationships on this because it's like they've come to me and they've just talked. And I'm just like, what's going on? Just talk to me. And I've said very little words. There's a, there's a moment that happened between you and I where that mm-hmm. happened with us. Yeah. This is before Logan and I even really like got into the depth of our, rela- of our you know, oh, friendship. Yeah. That's right. I remember and, when uh, we did that. I, 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 li- I, don't, well, I don't know if you remember the same story, but I called him up and I was just going to, I was, it was the most, I mean, I knew exactly what had caused it, uh-huh. but I wasn't sure why it was hitting me the way it was, like why, why it was so impactful. And so I hit Logan and I was like, basically just like, I just, I'm just going through something. You know what I'm saying? I hit him and I, we, we got to talking and I was sort of telling him what was going on. And the more I talked, it almost was like that illustration you brought where starting to link our shields together and the weight started to get a little more evenly distributed and, and like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it started, the weight started to come off and I felt a little more comfortable as I was saying the things I said and he hadn't even said anything yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it was just something where I was like, I was, uh, I was contemplating making a really dumb decision uh, because of the situation that, 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 that I was in. And, um, after that conversation, Logan, we, we, we probably talked for about 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I probably talked for about 25 minutes of those. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, Logan, he just, he said what he had to say, gave his opinion. And then I was like, listening. I was like, yeah, I hear you. And, and then we hung up and then I just sat there and I was like, that's, that's really what I needed. Mm-hmm. Was just a sort of, someone to hear what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't even his. It really was. It wasn't even really his advice. Like I said, it was just the fact that someone was listening, and I know he was listening with the intent because he knew I needed someone to listen. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you have some of those people where they they listen to respond. Yeah, and a lot of times I'm that way, um, and I think that everyone can learn to be a little more and a little more cognizant of the fact that some people just want you to listen just to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not looking for you to give them this, all this great, big, awesome and intellectual advice. Uh-huh. And so there's something in psychology. Um, there's a need within humanity to give answers. Even if you don't have them. Definitely. Yeah. As a Christian, and as an apostolic, be very, very careful of the, that whole deal of, you know, I mean, cause think about this, man, this person is opening up to you with their life. They need help. They, they're, they're wanting answers from God. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that that person, that individual needs is some arbitrary advice that is not thought out that is not well you know thought about and in this person's in in genuine need mm-hmm. one of the things that like you lead somebody down the wrong path with, easily without easily. even meaning to yep. yeah yeah um one thing about this uh i was listening to a podcast um and the guy started talking about um addiction and the title of the podcast 
is everything you know about addiction is wrong, mm -hmm. which is a very intriguing title to a podcast because yeah, I want to learn what I know wrong, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, he started talking and he's, he said a few things that I think imply here. Um, apply, not imply. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> um, but one of the things is, is that, so where we get our idea of addiction comes from a study done in the early 20th century. And they took a rat and they put him into a cage. And there was two bottles filled with water in them cages. One was filled with uh, water laced with heroin or cocaine, and the other one was just straight water. The rat showed addictive behavior, always went back to the bottle of water, um, and OD'd on it. And then, so there was another guy in, in the 70s who started looking at that study and said, well, yeah, the rat didn't have anything other to do than to sit in a cage and get high on heroin. Right, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So he created something called the Rat Park. And in that Rat Park, there were tunnels, there were colored balls, there, was, um, there were other rats. There was all of these different things for the rat to go and do. Mm -hmm. Very few times did any of the rats go to the bottle laced with heroin. And most of the, and no, none of them that did showed addictive behavior to it. Mm -hmm. All of them went to the regular water. There, there's a thought to be had that if you give people stuff to do, the, the, two, the two cages represent your perspective in life. Mm -hmm. And th this isn't necessarily in the podcast this is kind of my deviation from it, but the one cage is your isolated mind. You don't have anywhere else to go in an isolated state other than to the things that you're trying to escape from. Right. Yeah. Whether that's addictions, whether that's whatever the case is, and you can, you can literally fill in the blank with sin to addiction to, you know, Whatever. But if you take that person out of that and you introduce them into a world that's filled with purpose and meaning and other people and relationships, you know the reason that I, I'm doing what I, I'm doing to get myself back on track is because of relationships. Relationships motivate people to do the right thing. Not at all the time. Now, granted, so let's take this into the spiritual context. When you have somebody who's not really in church, right? Mm -hmm. And you get around them, just like the apostles did in Acts. The, the Bible says they went from house to house, breaking of bread and fellowshipping. And th there's a whole series that my brother did going through the book of Acts. And, and one, and uh, so this isn't, this part is not an original thought whatsoever, but what they would do is they'd go from house to house and invite other people in. Mm -hmm. And there'd be people that weren't Christians whatsoever, but they're around these people. Mm -hmm. They got them into an environment of fellowship. And those people became converts to, to the Acts church. Now, you think about that in application to what we're talking about in unity here. 
not all the time did those people, they, they weren't invited to a Bible study. They're invited out to eat. Right. The person that's struggling doesn't need, now granted, they need a lecture. <laughs> they need someone to look at them across the table and be like, hey, what you're doing, absolutely stupid. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wake up. Okay. Now, with that being said, not in the beginning. Because yeah. the isolated individual already beats themselves enough. Definitely. You beating yeah. them doesn't fix it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You constantly beating them. And I'm not saying beating them in the sense of like, you know, like always bringing up their past. But there's, there's another form to that, to where you're always telling them what they need to do right now. They're already overwhelmed with the situation that's at hand. And when yeah. you start putting into the, the idea of every single time you talk to this individual, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to, why aren't you doing this? You should be over here doing this. They're already overwhelmed. Yeah. What you have to do is you have to get them into that rat park to where there's things to do. Go take them bowling. <laughs> Go take them on a hike up in the Big Bear Mountains. Mm-hmm. Or for all of you Tennessee people, wherever y'all go. <laughs> um, but go do something. Show them that there's more to life than where they're at. There's got to be, because one of the questions I asked myself frequently mm-hmm. in my situation is there has to be more to life than what's going on. Definitely. And my brothers would take me and we'd go do stuff. And we'd go scuba diving. And we'd go do all of this adventurous stuff. My, my oldest brother um, is, is very widely known for horse outreach. Uh, we use horses to reach our communities. But riding horses with him up in the Big Bear Mountains and seeing how beautiful that is. And him actually taking the time to just not fix me. That's God's job. He just loved me. Now, yeah. granted, my older brother, which is my pastor, has definitely said what needs to be said. Let's, let's make sure that that's clear. Mm-hmm. But he's also showed me that there's more to life than where I was. I like that. The people that are out there, to, to those that you can think of and that you know of, that are isolating themselves, biggest call to help that there possibly could be. Go take them. And don't mention a blessed word about their situation. Just go show them that someone genuinely—I'm sorry—genuinely loves them for who they are. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I agree. I think that that, and that was—I mean, you basically said that was that was our last question. Was like, how do we make how do we make this a more prevalent thing, like mm-hmm. unity? And you basically answered it, and then we we talked about it earlier as well. Um, Unity is such a big part of the movement, especially being in the end times now. It's like, um, I mean, and there, you know, the Bible talks about the fact that there will be this great big, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, yep. a movement where, you know, uh, I, won't, I won't get into all the details, but definitely, definitely know that unity will be a big theme going forward. Yeah. Um, Among churches w- and everything. With oh, the absolutely. world, uh, with politics, with uh, economy. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, globalization is at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that I can talk to someone in India 
at this very moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Compared to even five years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, it's, it's astounding. Um, man, this is, yeah. this is a really good podcast. We got to have you on yeah. again, bro. I got to, I got to say something real quick. This is actually, Shalom is probably going to die laughing because this is a video that she found and she sent to me that I saw on Instagram. But I feel like it's kind of, I feel like it's low key kind of relevant. We laughed at it, but it low key kind of hit deep. But what it was talking about, it was, it was like this cartoon. Uh, it was like a cartoon, like stick figures. Mm-hmm. And this one stick figure, it was really just kind of comical, but um, one of the stick figures was caught under a rock, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was stuck under this rock. And one guy walks by, and the dude's under the rock, and he's like, do you need something? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's something like yeah. that. He was like, he's like, I don't know. And he's like, he's like, do I need something? He's like, you need help. He's like, what is help? it's just like funny like that he's like what is help and he's like he's like you know like assistance and he's like oh okay he's like can you help me and he's like no and he's like oh thank you and then the dude walks (laughs) away and it's like what (laughs) and then the second dude walks up and he's like he's like uh he's like do you need something he's like i need help and he's like well cry for help and so he said he's like okay can you help me he's like no and like, okay, thank you. And the dude walks away. And so he starts crying for help. Yeah. Third guy walks up and he's like, um, he's like, do you need help? And he's like, he's like, yes, I do need help. He's like, can you help me? And he's like, no. And he's like, you do not need help. He's like, oh, I don't need help. <laughs> okay, thank you. And the yeah. dude walks away. And it's like, yeah. I was so taken back because I was like, that low key hit deep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, yeah. like there's really, there's times where I felt that way where I'm like, I don't know what I need. Oh, yeah. you need help. So, like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm good. And right. then something that, oh, you don't need help. You're fine. Yeah. You got this on your own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess I don't need help. All right. I do this on my own, but you need help. Like yeah. I mean, obviously you stuck under a rock. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? It, you got to get out of that. And that goes back to the scripture that we started out with in Galatians six, mm-hmm. where it starts off with you ought to bury one another. Sorry, my my tongue is not working tonight. It's so okay. Let's, let's just go it ahead. This happens. But um, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then a couple couple scriptures down, bear your own burden. Mm-hmm. It there is kind of that back and forth in this, mm-hmm. to where it's like, look, when I guess I I. I'm no theologian by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but if you think about it just in a logical sense, I mean, granted when us three are sitting here in this room, we're talking about it, dude, y'all are helping me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to face the man in the mirror. Yeah. And that's where I have to bear, bear my own burdens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because there's going to be a point in time where nobody can be with you 100% of the time. Even if you're married, there's going to be moments where you're at work and you're alone. Granted, the devil's going to fight you the most when you're isolated. Because it's, the, it's when you're the weakest. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible yeah. says, you know, two or three are gathered in his name, there shall he be also. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So 
us three sitting in this room, you better believe God's going to be in here with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, all three of us are going to go our separate ways and we're going to go and fight all of the demons of the pit when I walk out of this room and when y'all walk out of this room because it's a point of alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where you have to bear that burden. That's where you have to struggle on your own. So I, I think you're right. It is kind of a give and take thing. Mm -hmm. It's not one or the other. I think that that's, I think that that's an issue where we think that it has to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. No, I need you, but I also need to fight my own battles. Yeah. Yep. And, and find that balance is the thing. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Thank you again, Dallas, for being on. Hey, man, it was fun. Why don't you plug your uh, social media? It is D. Well, it's Dallas G. Walker Insta is my Instagram. Uh, Facebook, do not follow me. I don't ever get on there. <laughs> uh, my LinkedIn account is an in inactive. Uh, okay. My YouTube account, go check out my YouTube page. That doesn't exist either. Don't I was going to say, like, <laughs> I didn't know that. I said, hit up no. my MySpace. Yeah, uh, MySpace. Yeah. Uh, you can send me smoke signals. Smoke signals. <laughs> smoke signals. At 12 Wolf Creek Lane. Oh my uh, god. Everybody joking. knows no, your address. Instagram is pretty much the only thing I ever get on. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was fun, man. Cool. Yeah. And then nice. you can always find us at Manifest Podcast and at Ferris Carl. And Lorco. Sorry, I'm yachting. And Lorco. You're a sleepy homie. I'm a again? sleepy homie, bro. I'm tired, oh dog. Bro, it, the night is young. There's still the Popeye's night, chicken to be had. The night is old, but oh I'm my down, goodness. bro. Yes, Lord. <sighs> I'm down for some Popeye's chicken. No. Some of us have to have to do things in the morning. Um, hey, thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider rating and sharing with friends.